NBA Strayer. How are you going? How are you? Are you good? I hope you are. This is NBA Strayer. It's Tuesday, March 29th, all day. And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer, Shim James. For whomstever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in Larry Armour Studios in a hoodie today. Got a bit cold. Anyway, hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA season while repping Strayer a bit. Today... It's all going on. Paul George is coming back. AD is coming back. Question mark. We don't know when, though. Boston lose Time Lord. That is huge. And everybody else is apparently out for the season. <laughs> they, the hits just kept on coming. It's just like player after player. They've been ruled out for the season, bro. Oh, ruled out for the season. Yeah, they've been ruled out for the season. How about this guy? Yeah, ruled out for the season, man. Uh, anyway, we're going to wrap up all the games from today, including one of the most tank-worthy of tanky games you'd ever see tank in the Thunder Blazers game. Gross! That's in the NBA straight. Game wraps. i got a juicy slab, but that's not an eye. Four, mate. No, mate. Spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. We've got some yeah, nahs. The unpopular opinion of the day. Now back take us. We were serving up a flame girl take. There's a very brief Australian player watch. Only Jock was in action today, but we do have a Shane Hill shooter, shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award. It's a cracker today as well. Uh, we've got the game previews and picks for tomorrow, and we'll finish up with a brand new Jingles HR. So let's get to it. Episode 784 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. We better watch out for the tank attack. Seriously, Portland, OKC, nobody wants to win that game. Whew. There's a lot going on today. Let's get stuck into uh, today's show, the way we start every show here at the old NBA show with the daily whip around. That's right, Paul George, the man with the least inspiring name in NBA history. Apart from maybe Joe Smith, he's back. Well, kind of. Well, maybe. <laughs> no one's entirely sure. He's been upgraded to questionable against the Utah Yaz tomorrow. Uh, he's gone through five-on-five five practices. He's going to practice uh, apparently today. They're going to see how he's feeling. He could be uh, cleared. Off we go. Kind of like it. Uh, so no setbacks, hopefully, on his elbow. Let's go. If only because this throws a weird, funky, hilarious bone into the uh, playoff equation with the Clippers out of nowhere getting Paul George and maybe <laughs> Kawhi back as well. That'd be awesome. Speaking of injuries, let's do it all. AD could be back. Good and bad news for the Lakers, this one is, because uh, the Lakers listed AD and LeBron as doubtful. Right, right. Against the Mavs, AD went for, uh, through his first full live practice since he uh, bunged up his foot back in February. And uh, so seriously, a full participant in today's practice. you got to feel pretty good about that. So doubtful against Dallas. See how he feels. Hopefully he'll be back soon. Uh, unfortunately, LeBron didn't practice. Uh, he stayed back at the hotel to uh, get treatment on his left ankle, a.k.a. get shot up with all those good old drugs. Pull in the ankle. Fix it. Fix it now. Yeah, give it to me. There you go. Oh, that's the good ones. <laughs> get him, LeBron. Time Lord. This is the big one today. Out for at least the rest of the regular season with a torn meniscus. This 
stinks. It sucks. I mean, it's horrible. There's no other way to put it. This is horrible. There's no other way to put it. Because the Celtics have been fun. They've been dominating. This is just like basketball karma going, nah, you're too good. I have to take away your uh, center. Bit of a tough one. Uh, so the MRI that he had yesterday revealed there was a bit of a tear in his left knee. So Ime Udoka, the Celtics coach, said that he's got some optimism he can return this season because uh, we've seen this before, right? Like Rusty Westbrook's done it. Uh, when you get the partial meniscectomy, they trim the torn part off the meniscus and it's like a month or so worth of a t- uh, timetable on your recovery because if you do do the full one, it's the old three to six months with the torn meniscus. And uh, look... The Celtics, as currently composed, we'll talk about the Meniere Nas. They had been dominating. Absolutely dominating. There's a great thing today. It's like, oh, they've lost their fifth game in the last 29. You're like, Jesus, that is uh, pretty nuts. But that stinks for Celtics fans, and uh, it stinks for Time Lord. He's been playing absolutely awesome. Another bloke out for the rest of the season, Dean Wade, a.k.a. the bloke that you get when you cross... Heat legend Dwayne Wade and Ween. He's out for the rest of the season for the Cavs with a torn meniscus as well. Not as much uh, focus on which sort of surgery he's going to get on the old Dean Wade, but here we are. Other blokes shut down for the rest of the season. Shy Redder, Gilgis Alexander. That's right, Shay Gilgis Alexander shut down for the rest of the year by the Thunder. The tank is in, boys. Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant out for the season for the Detroit Basketball Pistons uh, with a calf strain. Uh, Miles Turner, being ruled out for the rest of the season by the Indiana Pacers. You might remember he hasn't played since mid-January with the uh, left foot stress fracture reaction. So that stinks. The Blazers came out and said that Anthony Penny Simons, Yusuf Nurkic, hello, and Eric Bledsoe are out for the season as well. Mmm, tanky. And uh, Alvin Gentry out there in Sacramento said that he doesn't know if Darren Fox or the Suvlaki King will play again this season as well. Says it's a day-by-day thing, which is pretty interesting. Sacramento, you might remember, were trying to make the playoffs. Now they're like, ah, we have really screwed the pooch on this one. We should have been tanking the entire time. And everyone's like, yeah, it's okay. You are still Sacramento. Just another year of going 27 and 49 at the moment. And somehow, always just ending up with the eighth pick. (laughs) Good on him. Ah, that's a lot of news today. Uh, Let's get stuck into the game wraps for the nine games. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, that's right, the game wraps. Denver went into Charlotte and beat the Hornets 113-109. This was a fun game. Denver looked a bit slow, big run in the third quarter. There was like a four-minute stretch of the game time where the Hornets just didn't score, and Denver up 10. Uh, Montrez got tossed after stepping over Austin Rivers. I enjoyed that, and then getting into a bit of a brouhaha with uh, some of the other nugs. Aaron Air Gordon didn't appreciate his little buddy, Austin Rivers, the most punchable man in the NBA, being stepped over. And uh, Trez got thrown out. It was pretty crazy. Uh, then, boom, Bridges and Isaiah Thomas, they ripped off an eight-zip run to get back into it uh, halfway through the fourth quarter. Lamelo knocked in a huge three. Boom, it's a one-point game, but the Nuggets, it's like a cheat code. They just go, oh, what are we going to do now? And Michael Malone goes, oh, I reckon we'll give the ball to Joker. What do you reckon, Joker? He's like, yes, give the ball to big Serbian men. Hello. And uh, they just give the ball to Joker down the stretch. Makes good decisions. They hit some massive shots. And the Hornets offense just couldn't do anything to keep up. So Denver got a big win on the road in Charlotte. uh, Keeping them in the sixth spot in the West. Uh, Big win because 
keeps them competing for the five spot with the Yaz. And if the Yaz uh, don't win tomorrow, then it's on for young and old. Uh, for the Hornets, they got our rebound in 51-40. Not ideal. Uh, Lamello had 22-11-6. Michael Bridges, no, Miles Bridges, that's right, 27-11. Two of 10 on threes, though. Hmm. His most improved candidacy have just gone off the rails, isn't it? Terry Rose, he's been awesome, don't get me wrong. But not the most improved candidate he once was. Terry Rose, 12 points on 5 of 14 shooting. Gross! Terry, uh, IT and Oubre both had 12 off the bench. This team is all at sea without Gordon Hayward. And uh, look, it'd be nice if we had a uh, injury update on him, but here we are. The Joker, 26, 19, and 11. Where was that yesterday or the other day, Joker? Could have really used a triple-double in my fantasy matchup, but anyway, got through it in the end, as mentioned. Uh, 9 of 17 shooting. He was awesome. 21 and 7 for Air Gordon. Will the Thrill Barton, 18, 6 and 3. Monty Morris had 14 and 9. Even Bones chucked in a couple of threes. Good win for Denver. Charlotte, they're 39 and 37. That's a tough one. Uh, that knocks them back under Brooklyn. That's right. They're a half game back of Brooklyn. Yeah. And uh, the Hawks winning today. They're tied on 37 losses. So only half game up on the Hawks out of the 10 spot. So tough one. Meanwhile, Denver, as mentioned, they stay in 6, 45 and 31. Orlando gave Cleveland a bit of a scare. Cleveland! And Cleveland lose Evan Mobley to an ankle sprain as well. The MRA came up okay on that, so no breaks. So that's just a rough one for the rookie. Uh, But Orlando, look, I keep telling you, they're fun and all they do is cover. They got down 20. They were down 20. And really took it to the Cavs after that. Made them work. Uh, As the Cavs lose Mobley in the second quarter, it ends up being basically Orlando just sort of resting control back away from the Cavs. Uh, the Cavs lose Larry, that's a girl's name, Mark, into a knee knock as well. And the Mavs, they get the lead in the third after being down 20. <laughs> and then boom, they had a big run at the start of the fourth. Looked like they might steal it. They were still up in the middle of the fourth after Iggy Brasdakis got a layup. But then the Cavs just held on down the stretch because the Mavs, uh, the Magic rather, decided just to not score for the next five minutes of the fourth quarter. Now, I'm no math magician, but if you don't score for like five minutes of a fourth quarter, that's probably not great, right? Yeah. Anyway, when they did, they were down 10 again, and boom, uh, there was less than a minute left. Boom, you lose by six, but they did cover. The Magic Wendell, 15, 12, and 6. He did go 0 of 4 and 3, so 11 points and 4 assists for both Ice Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz. Uh, Franz Wagner, hello, 10 and 6. But this was great tanking by the Magic. They split up their minutes completely up and down the roster to give everybody a bit of a run, a.k.a. Nah, seriously, we're just seeing what we've got. Tanking. Uh, the Cavs, Darius Rucker, Judy Gallon at 25 and 12. He's a weapon. He went 5 of 10 on threes. God, he's good. Most improved player of the year. 20 for Lowry. Uh, goes out with that knee knock. Kevin Love, 19 and 7. Goes 4 of 12 on threes. Okoro had 4 steals and 11 points, 5 rebounds. And my sweet baby Carrots did not have a good shooting day. 4 of 15, Carrots. Mate! What are you doing? 8, 7, and 6. They'll triple single. Orlando dropped to 20 and 56. Cleveland. Cleveland. 42 and 33. Thereby, that's right, 42 and 33. This is the first time your Cleveland Cavaliers will finish above 500 without LeBron James on their roster since 1997-1998 season, a.k.a. the Sean Kemp seasons. Oh, yeah, baby. Really broke my heart when they traded Sean Kemp. You know? It really did. Uh, but seriously, like the uh, Cavs actually getting a winning season without LeBron for the first, like, ever, 
basically, was just incredible. I loved it. Absolutely so much. That's sick. Anyway, uh, what else we got? Atlanta. They beat Indy 132-123. Nice one uh, for the Hawks. Just a bit of a get-right game. They're up 14 after the first quarter. Pacers just sort of hung around, made them work for it, but it was just a three-point shooting contest, this one. Uh, Trey wasn't really on, didn't really matter, because Bogdan Bogdanovich and Kevin fucking were were, and Capella dominated. Uh, The Pacers, they got 25-13 and from Halliburton. Buddy went 5-7 from three for 26. Kiefer Sykes, old Southeast Melbourne Magic Phoenix man, four or six on threes as well, 16-4. and Goga. Just saying, just quietly, he's been pretty bloody good the second half of the season as uh, Goga. 14-5-4 for him. And uh, they went 17-36 from three, the Pacers. That's bloody good. The Hawks went 17-35, which is even better. And they also shot 55% from the floor. Trey had 14-16. Uh, 4-13 shooting, though. Not ideal. Clint Capella had 22-15. 22 for the Ginger Ninja goes 6-10 from down 10. Bogdan Bogdanovich off the bench with 29 as well. He hit 5 or 7 from 3. Uh, Indy dropped to 25 and 51, a.k.a. 1, 2, 3, Cancun. And Atlanta, 38 and 37. Hanging in tough, as mentioned, right there in the 10 spot in the East. Just neck and neck. One win behind both the Nets and the Hornets, uh, but one loss worse than the Nets. So a bit of a tough one. Big mountain to climb for your Eastern Conference finalists from last year. Sacramento! We knew this one was coming. Miami beat the Kings 123-100. Look, the smashing we knew was coming. The ass-kicking we knew was coming. Sacramento was knew it was coming. But like Chris Rock, they were just sort of laughing. And then, boom, they got whomped with it. So uh, this was 57-41 at the half. And, yeah. Spoiler alert, didn't get any better. Uh, the Kings, David Mitchell, 21 and 9, 17 for Harry Barnes. Everyone else is shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they lost by 23. This was the one that yesterday I was going back and forth, remember? Like, I think the Heat were 12 and a half point favorites. I end up landing on the Heat because it's like, yeah, they're going to smash them. I think. And then I landed on the Heat, and guess what? They smashed them. So that's nice. Butts had 27, 5 and 7. He was awesome today. 3 or 5 from downtown. Bam! Out of bio with 22 and 15. There goes my hero. Ah, oh, prayers up for Taylor Hawkins. Wasn't that horrible news on the weekend? Uh, 8 of 15 shooting for him. 4 of 8 from 3. 20 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. And Duncan Robinson off the bench. 5 of 8 from 3 for 15 points as well. Because uh, Max Struz got the start and went 3 of 12. Yeesh. 2 of 9 on threes. Uh, Big Buddha car, Larry. He went 3 of 4, all from 3. 9 points, 6 assists. 3 for 4 from 3. And uh, big win for Miami. They get the number one seed back, actually, because uh, the Celtics lost. Sacramento dropped to 27-49, a.k.a. we don't know what the fuck we're doing. And Miami, 48-28. Chicago! Tell you what, if you thought today was a good day for the Bulls to have a nice get-right game against the Knicks, get their season back on track, well, you'd be wrong. Because they lost 109-104. This was chaos for the Bulls. They got right back into it down the stretch. Ah, Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine goes uh, a bit off. Damar goes off. They're taking over. Didn't matter. The Knicks got huge buckets from Burks and AJ, RJ and held them off down the stretch. They win. Julius Randle still cracks the sads because he didn't have a good game. 37-6-7 and, uh, and seven for Damar. Damar DeRozan there. 12-12 on free throws. 9-10 of 10 free throws for Levine. He had 27. Vooch, 16-13. and 13, And it just wasn't enough. Their defense just couldn't stop the Knicks. Hey, oh, with 10 Caruso. He can't find his shot at the moment. It's a bit of a uh, 
bit of a tough one for the uh, Bulls fans. And uh, the bench hit zero threes for Chicago. So, look, again, not ideal. Two and nine for uh, Kobe, Kobe White, but just nothing else. Absolute brutal scenes. They went six of 23 from downtown as a team. Like, I'm no math magician again, but if the Knicks go 12 of 35, look, anytime you double up the opposition's made threes, it's not great. Uh, the Knicks, RJ Barrett, 28. He was great all game. Uh, 27, 6 and 3 for Alec Burks. He was just on. And Burks will do that on the odd occasion. Goes 5 of 10 from downtown. Lit him up. I mean, jeez. Pardon me. Hiccups. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Julius Randall, 1 of 9. Gross. 5 points. 0 of 4 from 3. 16 and 12 of 3 blocks for the other Mitch Robinson. Obi Toppin. Ain't no stopping. Obi Toppin. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Tibbs, play the kids. And Obi's been fucking awesome. The craziest part is the Knicks are right there now, 34 and 42. They left their run a little bit too late. What are you doing, Knicks? They won four on the trot when they should be tanking. I talked about this in yesterday's show, the weekend winners and losers. They're just, seriously, you don't win these four games. You're in with a much better chance of somehow landing in the top four of the draft and... Here you are, screwing the pooch. Anyway, 34 and 42. Boston lost in Toronto, 115-112 in overtime. Hilarious. Uh, as predicted, no Tatum or Brown or average Al Horford. Uh, Siakam had 25 points in the first half in this one. But it was a one-point game because Boston just came out and played hard. Pritchard, uh, Naismith, everybody. And this was like one of the worst officiated games you'll ever see. Uh, Boston were right there with uh, the Raps all the way down. To the wire, Smart was playing his ass off. They get down in the fourth quarter. Naismith hits the apparent dagger three. They're up four, but boom. Thad Young, massive block after a uh, Siakam, really big bucket, actually. Uh, Thad with the block, and then Siakam makes a uh, couple of free throws, and uh, Grant Williams turns the ball over. We're going to overtime. OG and Siakam, pretty good in the uh, overtime, but Siakam fouls out. OG is like causing all sorts of havoc. Scotty Barnes has fouled out. The craziest part was, like, Boston, the only dude who had any foul trouble was Peyton Pritchard, whereas, like, all the Raptors did. <laughs> it was chaos. But uh, clutch free throws from Gary Terrence, Trent Darby Jr. at the end, gave him the three-point lead, and then two shots for the Celtics at the end to tie it. Smart. Goes short. Derek White gets the rebound. Grant Williams. <gasps> short. Fred Van Vliet gets the rebound. Game over. Big win for the Raps. Uh, keeps them ahead of the... Cavaliers in the sixth spot and uh, knocks the Celtics back down out of the one seed. Uh, all the way back down to four. That's what can happen at the moment. Isn't that chaos? Like they were the one seed yesterday, lose one game, down to the four seed. Tough scenes for Celtics fans today. But look, uh, Smart had 28 and 10, 17 and 7, Grant Williams. Derek White goes four of 16 for his 15 points. Naismith, though, it's pretty handy 13 points, three steals. Uh, Siakam, though, was incredible. 40 points, shot 17 to 29. Fred Van Vliet, 4 of 13, shooting for 14 points. Gary, Terrence Trent Darby Jr., 12 points and 12 shots. OG goes 6 of 12 for his 14 and 8. And Scotty Barnes, 10, 4 and 4. But look, the Raptors are just a death machine. I love them. They are crazy. And like this is a game where they didn't shoot very well. Siakam was 0 of 4 on threes as well. No one really lit it up. And Thad Young came out of nowhere at the old Thad Junk Buckets game. I love it. 12 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 blocks. Juice. Anyway, Boston now dropped to 47-29. and 29, Slipped back out of the one seat, as mentioned, down to 4. 
Toronto have won nine of their last 11. They're 43 and 32 in the sixth spot. Chaos. So they, at the moment, would play the Bucks, which is pretty funny. And Boston, out of all of this, they'd be like, oh, we're going to play Chicago. Oh, gee, that would be a bad idea. <laughs> they'd love that. Oh, San Antonio had one of the more fortuitous hold-on wins you'll see. 123-120 over Houston in Houston. Uh, Houston were like not taking any chances. They uh, sat Christian Wood, what ScoMo's got for being a dick. Eric Gordon, uh, basically none of their vets. This was the Green, KPJ, Jay Sean Tate, Shingun, and Gary Bird, Garrison Matthews show. And they still nearly pulled it off after getting smashed early. They had a huge fourth quarter run out of nowhere. And KJ Martin's game-tying three rolls around and around. It's going in and then somehow just sort of rolled off the far lip of the fucking rim. It was chaos. Poor KJ Martin, but that's good tanking. You were right there, and then you lost. Good stuff, Rockets. Jalen Green putting Teenage Mutant Yucca Pedal on a poster. 34-4 and four for Jalen. 26-9-7 and seven for KPJ. They were awesome. Josh Christopher, 26-6. and six. And uh, they went 20-49 from three, the Rockets. It's pretty good. Uh, DeJunte had 33-7-11. He was unreal. He's going to pop up again later. 21-9-4 for Calden Johnson. 17-13 for the Teenage Mutant Yarker Purtle. Zach Collins goes 13-8. Josh Richardson's been bloody good for the Spurs. 15-6-5 today. 20-55 now for the Rockets. The Spurs. 13-44. And only a half game back of your Los Angeles Lakers. Unbelievable. If the Lakers lose tomorrow, they're out of the plan. Unbelievable. Golden State got shoot-pumped by the Grizzlies, 123-95. No Triple J, no Jar, no Hassles. Because the Warriors decided to roll without... Well, they had no Clay, no Dre, no Otto Porter, and no Steve Kerr after halftime, after he got booted. Uh, this was a brutal first quarter. No one could hit a damn shot. No one! They combined to go 13-45 of 45 and 2-17 of 17 from 3. And then in the second quarter, the Grizz went, right, that's enough of that. Boom. Put the boot in. Dylan Brooks had 15 alone. De'Anthony Melton hit a couple of threes. They ripped off a 43-21 second quarter and just ran out. That's all she wrote. It was 63-37 at the half. Yo! And then it was Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain's turn in the third quarter. Hit some threes. Game over. It's crazy how much this Grizz team plays for each other. Ja Morant's tweeting about how much he loves them and even, oh, no, Ja, no matters. And he's like, shrug emoji, I fucking love it. Off you go. Warriors go 9-29 from downtown, 15 turnovers. Pool at 25, but I don't know. It's a bit tough when Pool's your best player. 15-7-4 for Cumbucket. Jonathan Kaminga shot 4-11. of 11. We go! That's right. Maple Jordan, all-star baby, 10 points. On 5-15 of 15 shooting. Gross! Moses Moody, Moses Moody, 18 points as well. The Grizzlies, Desmond Boone at 22. 21 for Dylan Brooks. Uh, De'Anthony Melton had 21 as well, including a wicked yam. And uh, slow-mo Kyle Anderson had 13-5. and five. Golden State dropped to 48-28. and 28. And I'll tell you what, that's basically clinched the two spot for the Grizzlies. They've clinched a playoff spot. They're 53-23. and 23. They're five games up on the Warriors in the two seed. They're laughing. Love that. And then the final game from today, the grossest of grossy, gross, gross, gross tanks, the Thunder somehow managed to shit the bed and actually beat the Blazers, 134-131 in overtime, in just absolute chaos fashion. Roby hit like a three at the end of the fourth quarter to send it to overtime, and like you could hear Sam Presti go, no! Basically, at the end of it all. And then 
they hit free throws down the stretch to win it. It's like Aaron Wiggins is basically like probably. Look, Eubanks hit a shot right at the end to get them back up because they were down three. Eubanks gets them back into it. Down one, two and a half seconds left. They get a foul, two and a half seconds left. Wiggins hit both free throws. Sam Presti must be ropeable. He's like, do you know what the... Oh, fuck. <laughs> so that leaves OKC uh, in the four spot So of the uh, tankathon. But, oh, it was a brutal watch. Because I'll tell you what, if you tuned in for the Isaiah Roby, Poku, Teo Maladon, Aaron Wiggins, Vic Krejci versus Drew Banks, Elijah Hughes, Brandon Williams, CJ Allaby, and Keon Johnson show, then you're a fucking sicko. And your name's me. I watched all of it. I don't know why. 134, the Thunder win. 131, the Blazers. Just seriously. The Blazers, Brandon Williams is good. He had 25 and 12 with four steals. Went five of eight from three. Keon Johnson hit three nine threes. 17 points, but he shot seven of 19 overall. Benny McLemore, thrift shop himself at 28. He hit eight threes. Eight of 18. He took... In the year 2022, we've got Ben McLemore shooting 18 threes in a game. Unbelievable scenes. And uh, Drew Banks at 27 and 14. As I said, he's going to play himself into uh, being sat for the rest of the year as Drew Banks. 12 of 14 for 27 and 14. Uh, for the Thunders, Aaron Wiggins had 28 points. He was incredible. Roby with 30 goes 4 or 5 from downtown. Teo Maladon, 4 or 9 from 3 for his 23 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. Even Poku. 4 of 11 shooting, 11 points, 8 rebounds, 11 assists. Unbelievable. Vic Krejci goes 4 of 6 from 3, and they get a big win uh, that pushes them just a little bit further down in the uh, tank race. Because remember, the bottom three get the same uh, odds, and then the Thunder now 22 uh, wins versus the three bottom teams, Detroit, Orlando, and Houston have 20. It's a bit of a tough one. It's a bit of a tough one. So the Thunder are 22 and 53. Portland in their tanking, uh, you know, attempt, 27 and 48, leaves them basically sort of hanging around around the Kings and behind the paces. So they've uh, got to really up that tanking ante because they're currently in, what, that the seventh worst spot? Yeah, t- tricky. Either way, let's do an NBA Australia pre-performance on that because it was not in that game, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> That's not that nice. I'll tell you what, three great ones today. Pascal Sikkim Siakam, Spicy P came out, made sure the Raps got that win. 40 points, 13 rebounds, one assist, three steals. Uh, Was just really, really good all game. Uh, Especially that first half when he dropped 25, just kept them going. Even in the overtime, just sort of hit a couple of nice little shots and boom, off they went. Uh, The Joker, 26 points, 19 rebounds, 11 assists, shot 12 and 26 and fucked Charlotte up. And that's what he did. He just went, S is Charlotte. Yeah, fucked him up, yes. And DeJunte Murray, 33 points, 7 rebounds, 11 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. Gets a big win for the Spurs. DeJunte Murray is basically carrying the Spurs to a possible play-in tournament. That is unbelievable. Uh, and what a performance by him tonight. He did everything. He's crushing it. Good job, that's all. The NBA Australia-approved performances of the night. Siakam, Joker, and DeJunte. What an array of talent that is. Point guard, center, slash MVP. Pascal Sikkim Siakam, unbelievable. Who was Spud of the night, though? Spud, 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 Spud,
3 of 12 shooting. 10 points, though, in the end. Uh, Derek White, 4 of 16. Oof. 3 of 13 for Devin Vassell. Brutal. Elijah Hughes. Uh, he started off that game, did Elijah Hughes. 0 of 5. Ends up 2 of 9 for his 5 points. On you, Elijah. You sort of pulled it back from the brink, mate. Pulled it back from the brink, bro. So pretty handy for him. Uh, who else? Well, there was like just in a weird array of like 3 of 12s and whatnot today. And it was kind of like, oh, yeah. This is pretty much tank-worthy. You've got Lindy Waters not having the greatest game of uh, his life either. 4 of 12? I mean, jeez. But I'll tell you what, we had a couple of our heroes who stepped up. Julius Randle, 1 of 9. 0 of 4 on 3s. 3 turnovers, 5 points. Cracked the shits at the end and fucked off. 1 of 6 for our man Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale. I mean, not ideal, bro. Not ideal. Uh, there was a couple of other ones who really stunk up the joint. Uh, we had Garrison Matthews, Gary Bird himself going one of seven, Xavier Tillman going one of seven, Evan Don't Google Me, Fournier goes two of ten and one of eight from downtown. Yeesh! But then, the real heroes. The real heroes out there CJ Allaby, Chumaru Kiki, and Josh Primo. That's right, they all shot! I went 3-11. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? I just mentioned him. Julius Randle goes 1 of 9, 0 of 4 on 3s, 5 points. Has a horrible game. 3 turnovers. They win the game, though. What do you reckon Julius Randle does at the end of the game? Does he rush to celebrate his teammates in a show of leadership and brotherhood? No. Julius Randle does Julius Randle shit throws the ball away in the buzzer and fucks off to the locker room instead of celebrating. What a wanker. Ah, oh, Julius, mate, what are you doing? Oh, man, I didn't have a good game. You fucking won, you dickhead. What are you doing? Unbelievable. And uh, also another great old mate, no mate, he's your fucking mate, um, Ty Lue. Basically talking about uh, him beating Harden's free throws and uh, sort of... Daryl Morey sort of shitting on Ty Lue, ragging on Embiid and Harden. Ty Lue responded, should he really be tweeting anything right now? Last time he tweeted, he cost the NBA a billion dollars. <laughs> Don't fucking cross Ty Lue, man. Don't cross Ty Lue. He's gonna, I mean, Daryl Morey's probably going to try to step over him like uh, AI, but damn, Ty Lue got him. Pantsing of the night. I love that people are still shitting on Daryl Morey for that tweet, too. It's like, yeah, he was supporting democracy. It's not his fault that fucking China's insane. Uh, Pantsing of the night is Anthony Melton. Absolute big yam energy demolisher to Kevon Looney. I'm like, holy shit, I never knew DeAnthony Melton could get up like that, and I don't think anybody else did either, let alone Kevon Looney. So uh, Jalen Green went shredder on Teenage Mutant Yakupertal and made fucking turtle soup out of him. God damn, did he crank it on him. And Poku pantsed himself. Uh, he's like sort of bringing the ball up on the right wing, tries to throw it to like the left corner and fucking sailed it like 20 rows back. Like, what the shit, Poku? <laughs> that was fucking crazy. <laughs> Talk about a self-pantsing. Oof. All right, and finally, let, uh, what do we got? Better than Lonzo Ball? <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Moses Moody, Moses Moody, Moses Moody. Uh, got the uh, 
you know, nice little run there for the Warriors today in the absence of everybody. And Moses Moody was bloody good. 18 points, 7 of 14 shooting, 3 of 7 from downtown, 3 rebounds, 2 steals and 2 blocks. Moses Moody, Moses Moody, Moses Moody. Just out there crushing it. And Jalen Green, 30 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, hit 6 threes. He has been really good in the uh, last, what, 2 months of the season. So good on him. That's uh, a fellow number two pickers, Alonzo, so good stuff. Right, let's go do some Yenars right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some Yenars. They're brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. That's right. Go get a hoodie. Go get your merch. 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 Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Do it. At the NBA Australia Shop, you can click through any of the socials, whatever. NBAAustralia.com slash shop as well. Get a hoodie. Get a t-shirt. Load up. And I'll send it out to you pronto. Right. What are you waiting for? Come on. Go do it now. This hoodie is awesome that I'm wearing right now, I'm just saying. Right, yeah, nah, as we take a bunch of NBA storylines aside, whether they're more yeah or more nah, number one, Dan Drosher. Yeah, nah, Jimmy, the refs are so pro-American. Is it racist if you hate Canada? That's the worst officiated game I've ever seen. It was brutal. Yeah, nah, look, it's not the worst I've ever seen, but it was very bad. Uh, it felt pretty... Uh, we're going to look back in like six years' time and someone's going to point out their... Uh, you know, after they've legalized sports betting in America, that this might have been a bit of a problem. <laughs> Holy fuck, it was so bad. It's like one of those ones where both uh, sides of, like, the fandom are complaining about it as well. And, like, the Celtics one's just like, what is going on? These refs are horrible. And, like, the Raptors kept getting screwed by it. So a bit of a tough one. But, look, I've seen worse, but that was fucking bad. And I don't know if it is. Like, is it racist if you hate Canada? <laughs> are Canadians are racist. Oh, didn't know about that, eh? Uh, did Boston miss a trick by resting the Jays today and losing the number one seed? Yeah, nah. Nah. I think they're uh, heading into this going, right, fuck it. We can keep winning even if we uh, give these guys a bit of a rest. And they shit, they nearly won the game anyway, right? But I think it's more that they reckon they could probably win out the rest of the season or come close to uh, if they get a you know smidgen extra rest for the Jays as of today. But at the same time... Does that lead to, can the Celtics actually make noise if they don't have Time Lord? Yeah, nah. Uh, yeah, they still can. They can. Not as much noise, I think, they would have if he were fully healthy, where I feel like they just sort of vaunted themselves into, like, legit Eastern Conference Finals, perhaps NBA Finals contention, right? Like, them going up against Milwaukee, Miami... The Sixers, I don't think they would have feared anybody if they had a healthy time lord, but now without him for like a month, what are we? We're in like the end of March. Maybe you can hopefully eke out like a first round series, give him a little bit of extra time. Uh, Maybe make the series go seven. (laughs) Trying to eke out as much time for time lord to come back. But the thing is, it means that the fact that they picked up Danny Tice at the trade deadline is massive because, look, between him and Average Al Horford, you do have at least like workable replacements for Time Lord. Like, 
I don't like them as much as I like Time Lord, but the drop-off isn't anywhere near as bad as it could have been if they didn't have Danny Tice, who, speaking of refs, I mean, they, they just fucking hate that poor guy, don't they? Uh, but at the same time, Time Lord, without him, you do have Average Al Horford, you do have Danny Tice. You might be able to sort of scuffle by with that and then hope that he comes back and he's feeling okay in a month's time. Like, fingers crossed if you're a Celtics fan, but yeah, it's a really rough one. Really, really rough one. Are the Grizzlies no longer just a smoky but a legit contender? Yeah, nah. The way they demolish her out of the Warriors today, it's just so hard to judge, though, because they're doing it without Jar. They did it without Triple J, and they did it against the Warriors team that didn't have their good players. So I just, if I was like any of the other West teams outside of the Suns, though, I'd be like, fuck, do I not want to play that team? They're tough. They've got shooting. The thing is, and we're going to talk about this uh, in a second, they do have like the sh- hottest shooters in the league right now. So, look, I think they are legit Western Conference final worthy. Easy. Like, there's probably, you look at some of the matchups throughout the West for the Grizzlies, and you're like, I don't think they would have problems with half of these teams at the moment. Like, I could see them whomping through any of the seven or eight contended uh, types there, like the Wolves or the Clippers. I think the Wolves would be a really fun matchup. We've seen them play some belters. Uh, The Nuggets, same sort of vibe, like some weird matchups there. The Yaz, the Mavs, the Warriors. I don't think the Grizzlies, like, fear anybody. And at the moment, I don't think they should. If the Bulls slip to seventh, is this the most Bulls season ever? Yeah, nah, fuck yes. Because the Bulls came into it, and the Bulls fans, rather, came into it not expecting the world hoping for the best, going, ah, it'd be nice if this clicks, and then it did. They came out like the clappers. They proceeded to torch everybody while beating no one good. They sit there, they go to the number one seed, everyone's losing their minds, including me. They've got MVP chatter about DeMar because he had an insane month and a half. And boom. You turn around now and they could easily be the seventh seed because they're only, what, one game up on Cleveland at the moment. Cleveland! Which is chaos. One loss up, one win up. And here we go. This could be it. Unbelievable. They could slip to the seventh, which hilariously is kind of like where we all kind of had them at the start of the year. Classic Bulls. Last bit. Uh, is it fucked up that the Lakers are poisoning their fans against the lower lights on their roster when they lose and not the stars? Did you see this one yesterday? This was great. Absolute classic vibes. Um, there was a great, great, great video floating around uh, on Twitter. Basically breaking down how the Lakers, every time they lose, don't have a picture of uh, LeBron in the actual sort of uh, loss uh, picture, you know, where it's like, well, man, we've lost and here we go. We don't do this. (laughs) It's like we don't put LeBron or Rusty on the picture when we lose. This is the final score. We lost, but it's not LeBron's fault. Is that fucked? Yeah, nah. I mean, nah, because... It's LeBron. He's a superstar. But uh, Kenny Beecham did a great post, a great video on this, and like Malik Monk is just copying it. He's gone, of the 43 times they've lost, he's been the graphic 10 times of those 43. LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Rusty haven't been one at all. When they've won, LeBron and Rusty have been 19 times in the graphic, and Malik Monk's been there three times. So basically, it's like one of those ones you go, yeah, that's fucked. And like Malik Monk complaining about this, what, a month ago? About how the, or not even a month ago, a couple of weeks ago, how the Lakers 
blame the rookies and shit like that and crap all over the young dudes uh, feels pretty right, right? Because especially, look, you're the Lakers. You've got Trevor Ariza and Dwight Howard right fucking there. Just use them in every lost picture. Everybody like, yep, makes sense. All right, I'm popular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. 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 Uh, unless Anthony Simons is actually like legit hurt, isn't it fucked that he's not playing? Like Blazers fans are sitting there like watching this horrible dreck today. Meanwhile, Anthony Penny Simons is like young as shit and isn't playing. And you're like, okay, so he hurt his ankle. I get it. Can he just not play at all for the rest of the season? Okay, cool. That's shit. Like, I get that you're tanking, but he's not fucking, you know, a veteran who's like a bit tired. Get him out there. Some of your younger younger dudes, he can work on his skills, his leadership, his defensive now. So like, what are we doing here? Anthony fucking Simons. I don't think he needs to be sitting unless he's actually like legit hurt. And if he is, then fine. You don't risk it. He's 22, the poor little guy. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> All right. Outback Takehouse. It's Tuesday at Outback. You know what that means? Oh, no. One of the saddest moments of my week, going back on seek.com.au to find replacement kitchen staff for the four to five lot poor souls who lost their lives delivering today's flame grilled take. That's right. It's cassowary casserole, the world's most deadly bird. I don't know why we keep just trying to put this on the specials menu, but it's bloody delicious. Even it costs four to five lives a week. Either way, only at Outback. Today's flame grill take is, I reckon with less than 10 games left in the season, you should be allowed to call time on the rest of your season and forfeit and take non-stop owls the rest of the season rather than put your poor bloody fans through what we saw today with the Blazers. Or... Flip side, if OKC want to out-tank you, the other team then gets to decide if they don't want the win and they can slap you with the W. Because what we saw today was an absolute piss-take of basketball. Only at Outback. <laughs> I love it. you got nine games left. Are you going to roll the dice and just give yourself nine more L's? Or will a couple of your uh, bit of gamesmanship, what do you reckon? A couple of your opponents are going, no, fuck that, we want the L. We're taking your L. You've rolled the dice. You've forfeited all these. We'll take a uh, L. You get slapped with a win. Eat a dick. <laughs> I love it. Let's do that. All right. We'll take a quick break. Be back with Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Mick K, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch brought to you by our mates over at Noble. What do NBA All-Star Chris Paul, NASA Commander, Scott Kelly, Redico, Farron Alexis O'Hanian have in common? Well, incredible experiences, and they're all unknowable, which is a rad app where the world's top experts teach new skills and bite-sized audio courses. It's like Spotify for learning stuff. I love it. Like the bloke from NASA talks to you about space, Chris Paul about plant-based lifestyles, Redico founder Alexis O'Hanian about startups. It's really good. Go check it out. hundred other experts waiting to teach you something new, so if you're keen, just go download the Noble app from your app store. Bang in the code Strayer, you can get 20% off. It's really good. Go check it out. Right, Stray and Play Watch today. No Patty Thrills, no Benny Simmons, no Aussie Matty T, no Josh Green, but we did have Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale. Got out there in the win over Houston for 13 minutes. Did hit a very nice three. 
That was the only shot he hit all day, though. One of six from the floor, one of three from downtown, but that's all right. Four rebounds, he was still a plus five. That's bloody good, isn't it? It is, bro. It is. Righto. Well, with that in mind, let's do a Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot a shot, light him up award, just like Jock did with that big corner three that he hit today. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord, for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot, light him up award. All right, I mentioned this earlier. But the Grizzlies, rawr, there you go. Uh, I'll tell you one of the really fun things about having a three-year-old is the squid just starts roaring at you on the odd occasion. It's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm a lion. You're like, it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Anyway, Desmond Bain, over his last five games, has gone for 22, 20, 30, 23, and 24. He shot 56, 58, 91%. That's his shooting splits. 56, 58, 91%. He's shooting 58% from three. He's gone 21 of 36 from downtown in that time. The flip side, DeAnthony Melton is also shooting the fucking shit out. He's gone for 16 points, 23 points, 19 points, 24, and then today had 21 and 6. In that time goes 4 of 6 from three, 6 of 10, 5 of 9, 6 of 9. Nice. And today, 5 of 9. It's even better than his buddy. 26 of 43. That is ridiculous. So if you add that up, between the two of them, Desmond Brown and DeAnthony Melton, have shot the absolute bajotas out of it in the last five games. That's 47 made threes. 47 on 79 attempts. Unbloody believable. Talk about Shane Hill. It's basically they've cloned Shane Hill, made him taller. And turn him into Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton. And they're absolutely lighting up. So DeAnthony Melton's averaging like 20 points, 6 points a game, 5.2 rebounds, and shooting 60, 60, 71. Unfucking real. That's why the Grizzlies are 18 and 2 without Jar Moran, because they're shooting the absolute bejesus out of the ball right now. And I love it. Right, the Petty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check in today is just one of the classics. Stopping by the Jingling Joe Ingles Twitter account. Enjoying this one. Uh, Master Reese tweeted at Jingle, say, Hey, Joe Ingles, I had ACL surgery on the same day as you. Glad to see the rehab's going well. Jingles retweeted that saying, Hope yours is going well. Keep grinding away. Love it. Uh, Jacob Kirkpatrick said, Is the number of icons you use proportional to the amount that you are drinking of coffee? Uh, Jingles retweeted that saying, Ha ha, two for Zevia, three for triple fat, flat white. Oh, interesting. Uh, how's the knee feeling? Asked on, st- on stage rust. There you go. Uh, Jingles retweet that saying, and this is actually legit, feels great, slow process, but feels better each day. Nice. And Daniel Hyde tweeted out him saying, want to go snowboarding? And Jingles said, ha ha, never. <laughs> Thanks, though. <laughs> I need Jingles. Love it. Right. So some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Oh, yeah, look, my knee's a bit fucky as well. It was weird. I had the MRI yesterday on something else. And I'm like, fuck, should I tell him just to have a quick squeeze at my knee? <laughs> Can you do that? It's like, no, you need a referral. It's like, yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, six of nine. Nice. On the picks today, we were very, very close but um, to having seven. But OKC didn't cover right at the end. Oh, wait. Hang on a second. They did. 
I saw them at minus three and a half, uh, but they were minus two and a half yesterday when we made the pick, and they won by three. So actually, we're seven of nine. Holy shit. That's great. I didn't... Glad I checked that. Uh, so that is a massive day. 642 now on the season of 1,121 picks. So 642 correct picks of 1,121 made. That is massive. Just saying. Tomorrow, underdog day. We're doing it. Underdogs all round. All five games. We're picking all the underdogs tomorrow. Milwaukee. It's our gonkin for the good land. They're going to Philly. That is not the good land. Milwaukee going to win this. They're one and a half point underdogs. Give me the bucks. Shit, yes, unless they rest everybody. Washington. I just think the Bucks have all the answers for Philly. With a couple of big bodies to throw it in beat in Lopez and Portis. And then you look at Philly and you're like, all right, so is Tobias Harris going to slow down Chris Middleton and Giannis? I just can't see it. Giroux can just ruin James Harden. Shit. I'm going the Bucks plus one and a half. Washington host Chicago. Chicago, having just lost to the Knicks on a back-to-back, they go to Washington. Can the Bulls pull this one out? I think they will, but they do it by the skin in their teeth, and Washington cover the three and a half points that their uh, underdogs buy. So give me the Wiz plus three and a half. Washington just have a lot of weird sort of uh, size on the perimeter as well, which I think might just throw Chicago for a bit of a loop. Detroit. Detroit basketball. Play the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn will win this. But Detroit, all they do, it's not win, 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 no matter what. No, they cover, 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 no matter what. Same as Orlando. Detroit, 13 and a half point underdogs in Brooklyn. I'm taking Detroit. Uh, Brooklyn will let them hang around and then uh, put the boot in and sort of end up winning by this by about 12. But give me Detroit plus 13 and a half at the moment. The Lakers. The Lakers stink. Well... At the same time, they're 12.5-point underdogs against Dallas. That is a lot. Dallas might even rest Luka. That'd be funny. I'm taking the Lakers plus 12.5. I think they at least get close, if not win this one outright. Dallas, you can't trust them. They might win this one pretty handily, but I think the Lakers still cover the 12.5. They need to win the Lakers if they want to stay in play in contention. Holy shit. Dallas might look to put the boot in. It'd be funny, but I think uh, the Lakers still cover that 12.5. And And then finally, Utah. One and a half point underdogs against the Clippers. In LA, I get that. Maybe no Donnie Mitchell. Maybe no Rudy Gobert. I still think Utah come out of nowhere and get the Clippers here. Plus one and a half. And there you go. That's all five underdogs for tomorrow. I love it. It's going to be awesome. Let's see if they all hit. Oh, it's going to be fun. Either way, we'll wrap that one up for you tomorrow. It's going to be a late show tomorrow. I've got the squid all day, but that's all right. Uh, it's five games, so we'll smash through that. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IGs, all of the socials. Check it out, NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Chopping it up about the NFL. Adam with World Wrestling Australia. Just go search World Wrestling Australia on YouTube. Follow FWCIE on Twitter as well to see his, uh, all of his stuff. Get around NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Chuck us a rating and review on your podcast app, whatever you use. Come on. I talk about this in, you know, all the time. I don't have a marketing budget. I don't have bogeys millions. <laughs> I don't have news court behind me. It's just little on me. Help us out, would you? Manscaped.com. Use the code Straya. Get 20% off from free shipping. And Knowable. Download the Knowable app. Bang in the code Straya. Get 20% off as well. Uh, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. And, of course, always thanks go to Joshua Delarentis, Fascinator, Gold Mines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, 
Sex Jedi. Green, 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 and dozers for the tunes that you hear throughout the show. Smash them all at Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music. However you follow your bands, listen to your tunes. Support Australian bands, because that's what NBA Australia does. And uh, right, we'll close out today's show with a brand new Jingles HR. And we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. It's NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would ya? And later, hoes and Joe Ingalls here, head of Jingles HR, the world's leading HR solutions firm. Because, yep, when I'm not sinking threes, rehabbing my knee, planting a tree, or sipping this cracking Portland coffee tea, or enjoying my real estate in Paul George's head, I'm the world's leading HR expert. Yep, helping you with all your HR questions and problems. So, let's get to this week's question, shall we? It comes from, oh, watch out, Jock, oh no, in San Antonio. Oi, Joey. Oh, thanks, mate. So, look, mate, my boss is really dicking me around. I get a bit of work here or there, but never with any consistency or bloody coherency. It's really hard to get into a groove at work if you're being dicked around and not getting the shifts that you want. I reckon he hates me. Any tips for a casual worker? Cheers, big ears. Jock. San Antonio, <laughs> watch out. Oh, cheers for writing in, Jock. And judging from uh, from this letter, I'm pretty sure I know who you are as well. But look, and I just say, I just say, just hang in there, mate. Just hang in there, mate. Like even for me, it took me a while to get rolling as a bit of a mature age bloke coming into a new situation, having folks appreciate and trust your talents in your job. I mean, Jingles HR didn't spring up from fucking nothing, just didn't spring up from nowhere, fully loaded, you know. People had to trust my knowledge Trust my way of going about things as a HR manager. And also the same thing happened in my bloody basketball career. So look, the best tip I can give you is to listen and learn. There you go. Your boss will have things that they want done and a way of doing them. So listen and learn. Then do what your boss wants and do it better than anybody. And you'll see yourself getting shifts in no time. Because as we say here at Jingles HR, get on your boss's good side and you won't have to work a day in your life. Well, I mean, you will. But it won't suck as much as it probably could. Maybe. I don't know. Righto, Jock. So there you go, mate. I hope that helps out, mate. And best of luck getting more shifts. And uh, I guess that's all we've got time for this week. Back to rehab for me. This has been Jingles HR. I've been Joe Ingles. Get a job up, you.